All right, Project, before we start today's show, I'm just going to quickly let you know that last week, we did an episode on In the Black about the sale of gyms and everything that's involved in selling a gym and valuing an asset, valuing a business. At the end, we mentioned something that's a pretty special sort of opportunity for anyone who's looking to get into the gym game and potentially wants to purchase an existing gym, uh, one of the best we've ever seen, and it sort of just came across our lap. So if you're interested in that, just quickly, guys, head over to last week's episode and go check that out. All right, guys, here's the episode for today of In the Black. All right, My Muscle Project, welcome back to In the Black, number 62. Today, it is just Raf and myself in the studio. We were just saying earlier how it feels like it's been a while since just the two of us sat down and had a chat um, just about gyms and life and ways that you can grow your business without the input of an external party, which is great always, but I think it's time to throw it back a few more episodes just from us and some of the things we've been working on in the gyms um, and the podcast as well and offering you guys some insights. And today we've landed on basically the fastest way that you can bring down your biggest cost in the business, any brick and mortar knows that rent is the biggest killer unless you're in like an extremely rural area then probably staff would be a bigger cost than rent Um, but it is very likely that your rental bill is one of your biggest bills if not your biggest bill and so today we're going to go over different ways that you can basically cut that cost down significantly in a way that is extremely effective uh, extremely time efficient and just makes your life significantly easier so Raf, kick it off So, we are going to talk about sub-leases. Nice. Uh, And they are good because pretty much everybody's lease um, allows them to sub-lease, almost always. Um, It's going to be a really good reason why not. So, we're going to talk about why you get them, how to find them, uh, and how much to charge for them. Yeah. In terms of why to get them, that is the most obvious one. You know, your rent, uh, ideally, they usually say you want your rent to get down around like 14% of your revenue bill, which is like more and less challenging depending on, on where you're situated. Um, but if you work out where yours is at, it can be anywhere from like 35, 50% of how much revenue you're taking in. Just like your rent divided by, so how much you make divided by how much your your rent is. All the way down to like, I've heard of people getting their rent down to, to nothing because they've subleased so much. Mm-hmm. So if you use that, that, this will give you a really good idea if it's, you know, rent is a, is a problem for you. If your rent's like 10%, it's probably not a massive problem. If it's 35%, it's a massive problem. Right, yeah. And it's the good thing about the subleases is that it allows you to, as long as you do it correctly, just take advantage of the dead hours and the dead space in your gyms, especially if you're in a gym that's like quite big. Um, there's always every single square meter that's not doing anything for you is costing you money. Yeah, it's the ultimate example of like getting more out of what you've already got. Mm. You've already got this space, you can get more out of it. I think you had, like, I had to actually change my mindset to the point that if I saw space that wasn't used, it's not like, oh, it's all right, like, we'll use it maybe in the future, or Mm. it's all right, we've got members, like, a couple of costs or whatever. You need to get angry. You need to look at it and be like, that is a fucking waste of my money right now. That is the same, it's the same as buying a box of toilet paper and lighting it on fire. Just absolute waste. It's the same as paying an employee for an hour. Yeah. And having them just sit outside and stare at a wall. And smoke a cigarette. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you actually need to take proper action on this and it makes such a difference. Now, the best part about a sublease is that uh, depending on what you sign, in most instances, it doesn't cost you really anything to have them in there. Obviously, if they are a service that's using the equipment and they're using some of the resources, Jim, you should be factoring that into the cost. We can get into that. But 
generally the usual costs and time that are associated with say a new member right mm-hmm. which is another form you're probably your main form of revenue yes. or if it's your main form of revenue that has fixed costs associated with it and variable costs right that come in admin work coaching yep. time Fucking emails setting, everything all that stuff right and and that's Breaking just what you accept yeah but the sub lease doesn't necessarily have any of those things a lot less which is obviously a huge it's advantage often got almost none of them yeah yeah um, and, and, and that should be your ideal choice as well. Your choice for a sublease should be one that, hey, maybe you might might get a little bit less, but if you are completely hands-off with it, best case scenario. Mm. It can be great. And it's even like, you know, say you've, got a bit, you've started out in a pretty big space, so your rent is like 35% or 40% of, of your revenue, so you know it's a problem. Like, yeah, you could do some crazy offer and bring in a ton of members and, and fix your revenue up, but that might kill the culture of your gym. Mm. You might be like, no, like I really want to grow this, grow this gym like organically and at a good like five, ten percent a month, so that I like don't lose control and don't have heaps of churn. So getting a sublease to make up the the difference uh, can be a better option than getting it from like your core business in some circumstances, right? Yeah. Because we both know from running a gym, like it's different. If you sign up two hundred members in a month because you did some crazy free offer just to make your rent, that's really different to just growing it slowly and really in a good proper format getting to know every single member step by step and then still making your rent bill by just subleasing the dead space in the gym. Like to me, that could make a lot of sense. Nice. So what are the, some of the main things that you'd be looking at uh, when you're signing up different subleases? Maybe the best place to start is some of the people that we've had. In yeah, so I mean for us, we've tried, when we first got our gym, there was just a, like a physio guy with a bed. Yeah. It wasn't a company or anything, just like a bed yeah. in, in a small area and he used it like a few days a week. He just paid us for every day he was in there yeah. uh, and got his own clients and, and we didn't really support him in any way, but that's just what was there. Still great because yeah. it was completely dead space. We've had, now we've got like a, a full company, um, like I guess a physio car allied health professional company yeah. that take a lot more space and we do a lot it's more. It's like a proper clinic. Yeah, a proper yeah. clinic. We do a lot more to support them and they take a lot more space. Um, we've had a gymnastics corner downstairs. Yeah. So like a corner of the actual actual gym floor space that we didn't use uh, became like a gymnastics area where they could run their own gymnastics style training. Same thing. Um, I guess we didn't really do much to support them. They did all the work themselves. Uh, and now we're looking at a creative co-working space. Which is um, the first sublease which doesn't necessarily have crossover with the membership base. True. Because the physio and the car, we encourage member interaction mm-hmm. and that's part of the benefit and the gymnastics corner as well, ties in really nicely. This is the first one where it's a completely separate sort of business. Like our members will never use it. No, yeah. no, very unlikely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very unlikely. There may be one instance, but yeah, it doesn't happen. And that, and that was just, a, that was just a, again, a really smart, good use of space. And we had a lot of options and different things we could have put in that mm. space upstairs, but uh, we've actually, yeah, Decided on something which is just kind of like a standard everyday sort of co-working office space. Yeah. You know, what it really does as well, and the last thing on why to get them is because it opened, you know, we're looking for new spaces as well all the time, right? Because you just never know what's going to happen with your own lease. And it opens up the amount of potential places you could put your gym. Because if you don't have subleases, like you have to find like just the perfect space, right? Like perfect there's no like no area you can't use for your gym and everything like that right it's got to be like the exact square meterage that you can make work and everything but when you're like oh well i could find subleases it opens you up to like well this place is like not perfect because it's got this office area i'll never use but i could sublease that so this gym could work you know so it really opens up the spectrum of properties that you can potentially take 
um, which just gives you more options. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And, okay, so you get into the sublease point, you've got someone on board. What are the, or you're about to get someone on board. What are the main things you should consider when setting up the agreement that you think like most people would make as a mistake when they're signing that, you know, mm. like firstly, I'd imagine that there's no, it shouldn't be no handshake deals, right? No yeah. verbal agreements. That's Get it all on one. paper. And I mean, that, that can be an easy mistake to to fall into because like, obviously you wouldn't do that for like your whole property, but for like a small guy that's putting a bed in your gym, a handshake probably seems fine. Um, but I think you definitely want to get everything down on paper. Uh, and this, this is like a business to business relationship. So business to business relationships, uh, having it down on paper is so essential because they because they go, they always go back to that. You know, consumers different. When you're a consumer, like they don't really care about what you sign with Optus. Like they usually sign with the customer. Yeah. Whereas business to business, you get it down on paper because that is the most important thing. You know, you're grown ups and, and you can agree to what you agree to. So the first thing you want to do is get a proper sublease done. You always want to go to your insurance and make sure that this is going to be okay. It's not going to affect your insurance in a negative way, which has happened in the past where. I've heard of other places where they put like a bed in the clinic and then something went wrong in the bed and the gym was liable mm. for the actions of the subways. Right. So, you will be wanting to go th- run it past your insurance, probably, actually, no, sorry, definitely also run it past your own landlord. Like I said, it's just, almost 100% of the time you can have a sublease, but you still need to give them some notice of your sublease in case there's like some DA conflict or, or whatever. Yeah, sure. So, those are probably the biggest ones, getting like insurance, checking, getting the subleases insurance, and checking it with your landlord and having something clear written down. Yeah. And probably the other thing as well is you have to factor in when that business is coming in, what kind of costs that they're going to be using and, and factor that into the price. And the basic ones are just like cleaning. I, your cleaner is going to clean their area because it will probably take them longer now mm. if it's getting more use. Air conditioning, if they're going to be using aircon, heating, cooling for obviously like odd hours and stuff. And then there's a chance that people leave that stuff on, right? And that, that mm-hmm. bill adds up. More electricity, Wi-Fi, just general products as well, you know, um, waters and uh, toilet paper, soap, all that sort of stuff. You need to build those into the cost. Yeah, and this is also, you know, the risk. You yeah. know, like if they break something in your property, um, like, yeah, you could, if you put it in the contract that they're responsible, you can try and hold them responsible, but they might just be like, I'm not paying for it. And then mm. it's your responsibility mm. because your landlord doesn't care that you had a sublease. No. They're going to go for you and you got to go for the sublease. So yeah. obviously you want it written down, but also realize how you've got to charge a premium because you're taking on the risk of mm. them like missing rent, uh, of them breaking shit, breaking the water system. Like that's just all still your fault. And, and, and also account for a little trial period because you don't know how the tenant's going to be. Mm. It might be different to kind of how you envision it going. And it could, sure. it could take away from your business in some respects. For sure. And, you know, you might get a service for your members and then your members don't even like that service. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> True disaster. So, yeah, make sure that you're getting that percentage down of mm. the rent uh, however you need to. Um, you know, the sublease could be something as simple as getting some external PTs in, you know, to mm. take some space during the day, use the gym. Uh, it could be health services that are aligned with your membership base, like we mentioned, slightly different training, gymnastics, or potentially physio, Cairo, or you can have something completely separate. It could be walled off, you know, separate entrance, different doorways, that sort of thing. You just com- rent it out to a completely different business, as long as they don't collide, mm. and that all works out. And then, yeah, do your paperwork, do your due diligence, make sure you check the costs, make sure you line everything up from your end so that it makes sense. 
like you said, business to business, all the practices, all the terms are laid out clearly. And then just makes your life so much easier, so much easier. And then, you know, if you lose three or four members that week, that's okay because you've given yourself that little bit of an extra barrier. You've yep. dropped your costs significantly and increased your revenue. So, uh, it's, a, it's a big win. Yeah. yeah. It's a good one. And then when it comes to how much to charge, I think the critical thing is uh, there's like three different ways it can go. Either the sublease can support your business, so you're going to give them a good deal on coming in. Um, it can be like neutral, which is probably like the creative co-working thing, right? It's just, you know, they're probably not going to send us any clients. They're probably not going to send them any clients, right? It's just like a neutral <coughs> a yep. neutral sublease. And then there's the third one where you're supporting the sublease in some way, right? which might be like um, a massage bed or something where you're sending all your members upstairs. Yep. And I think whatever camp they fall into there is how you want to build them. You know, if they're in the category of you supporting them a lot, the third category, you should be charging them way more than what you're paying square meter. Um, if they're neutral, you're probably charging them slightly more than what you're paying for your square meter. So like 10%? Probably more than that. Probably more like in the 20 to 30% range. Right. Because they're taking a much smaller space than you're taking and you're taking on their risk. Right. So it should always be more. And then if they're supporting you, I think that's when you can get into the area of charging them the same or even potentially less than what you pay square meter if there's like a mad benefit to you. Right. You know, maybe they're bringing people that are joining the gym. Right. Because they've got like... You really want them in. Yeah, like it's sick. You know, they might be like counseling people on nutrition and then they're like, oh, and you should really join this gym next door. That, yeah. that could be totally worthwhile for you. So, I think you've got to work out which camp are they going to fall into. Probably need the trial period to see if it really works out in the way that you are thinking. And that's how you can determine, hey, should I charge them more, less or the same uh, as what I'm paying per square meter. Yeah. And also, if you're one of those places where you are using, utilizing all your all your square meterage uh, highly effectively but you still have downtime but it's not in a way that you would be able to open it up to something like a chiro or a physio like mm. there's not the the walls and the internal structures are not built out you can consider off-peak memberships as well or potentially changing up a certain part of your gym so that yeah you can offer like an open gym style membership with maybe a little globo corner or something or access to you know some weightlifting platforms or whatever so that you can bring in people who potentially want a cheaper membership mm. and just want to come in in those off-peak times you know as long as your insurance covers it and it makes sense you know if you're offering people memberships at $250 a month you can offer off-peak for 110 you know yeah. and you can have 40 50 people that do that and usually people that are training the off-peak they're not interacting with the main membership base so they're not disruptive to the main culture of the gym and they're not always like attending all the time. They're usually people that have busy, weird schedules. So, they might only come in once or twice a week. They just kind of want access to some unique equipment. So, off-peak memberships have seen, obviously, it's a further down the track sort of thing. A lot of people just should focus on the core product. But yeah, it's a good way to kind of take advantage of the, the downtime during the space as well. Yeah, I have seen gyms, particularly ones, I think it's ones that are in the city. I've seen one do that quite well because you've got you know, you're regular before and after, but then you get all these people that are like, man, I could just go at like two because mm. I can just get straight out of the office, get downstairs and get straight back to work. So, I think exactly. it really depends where you are. But if you're in an area where you can take advantage of the dead space, yeah, insane not to. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, uh, you have to get a lawyer to do your legal paperwork, mm. right? Yeah, cool. So, that's one thing to consider as well. Don't just write it up yourself. You can write up the heads of agreement, yeah. right? all the terms that you agree on, but you need a lawyer to write up. Yeah, as long, or at least just to run over it. Make sure you haven't missed anything, right? Yeah. Cool. 
All right, there's not much more to say on that topic, guys, but hopefully that will save you a shitload of money in 2000. And what year is it, 19? Yeah. yeah. If anyone has like an incredible situation with their subleases, send it in. Like, bro, I got this sublease, you know, pays my whole rent. <laughs> yeah. Fucking incredible. Because I love ideas on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can give you a shout out on that future episode. Nice. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. And uh, before we leave you, remember, Waterfy is the gym software platform that supports our gyms and everything that we use. It's a beautiful platform. It works extremely well. Over 4,000 gyms use it now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have, you know, vast majority of the share in Australia now for such a good reason. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. I think it's hard to describe if, if you run your own business, you run your own gym, just being able to like log on and with a few clicks, understand like everything that's going on in your business mm-hmm. is invaluable. Like yeah. it literally improves your sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like hard. It's hard to put a number on that. You know, you can just go in and be like, okay, cool. It's how much we did in like this type of revenue, PT revenue, this type, and like it's got like the mad graphs and shit, uh, and all that stuff just makes a massive difference to the decisions that you make uh, going on into the future. So like, if you don't have that, or it's just clunky, or you're not happy with the client management system you've got, um, you have to give it a go. Mm. And you guys get a special offer: waterfy.com/mmp, and I think you get twenty percent off your first year. 12 months. Your first 12 year. Month. That is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's an incredible offer. So, waterfy.com slash MMP. And then, of course, guys, if you are getting coached remotely or you are a coach that coaches your athletes remotely, you should be on the platform True Coach. If you're not on it yet, highly recommend getting over to it. They have the app on iPhone. It works incredibly well. You can message your coach. You guys can send videos to each other. You obviously can report on your programming. They've just stripped back all the stuff that you don't need in Excel sheets and WordPress sites and you know messenger bots and all these things you just have the most simple pure easy platform to use and you guys can get started for free with a trial truecoach.co slash mmp you get a, a free two-week trial and then you also get a percentage off the next month if you continue on uh, with truecoach which you definitely will it's a, it's a great piece of software so truecoach.co slash mmp it's like the netflix of training Netflix is just like a, it's an essential, right? No one cares how much it costs. It's yeah. essential of just it's cheap as well. living. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But uh, this is like an essential of just general training. Like, bro, it's just some shit I need yeah. to do my training. Absolutely. If you're a PT, you have to be using this sort of app. It just manages your clients so well. It will take payments soon. It's an incredible piece of software. TrueCoach.co slash MMP. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We'll see you soon.